this haiku was probably the easiest thing I ever came up with. Um, sick, 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 sick. We need to stop perversion. Sick, 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 sick. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. So let's let's get to it. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, let's talk a little bit about crime. That's something that I kind of skipped last week, and it's not getting any better. Um, so here's the question. What do Minneapolis, Atlanta, Chicago, Seattle, Philadelphia, Dallas, and New York all have in common? There are actually three things. They all run by, they are all run by Democrats. They have all their crime rates raised by 100% at least. And they all have proposals to defund or and or get rid of the police. This is a real problem for the left. Shootings are up 80%, including the killings of children. Robberies are up 120%. And there is not a cop around to deal with it. Heck, New York's murder rate is above 240%. And they still keep letting these violent criminals even ones that assault cops, get out of bail, get out for free without bail after being arrested. Why not commit crimes? What's the point at that point? New York City has gotten rid of plainclothes cops and forced a $1.5 billion uh, cut to the police force with no plans on what they're going to do with that $1.5 billion. I've heard a lot of people sit there, well, yeah, they're going to put that somewhere. Yeah, where? There's no plans here. Los Angeles cuts $150 million from their police force with no plans. Minneapolis has voted to completely defund the police. Philly actually has a five-year plan to eliminate the police completely. Why is crime going up? I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with do-nothing leftist leaders supporting rioters and thugs over the police and innocent citizens. Maybe having no cash bail and releasing criminals has something to do with it, too. How about cutting funds to your police force and disbanding the undercover police force that is responsible for capturing criminals while they're committing crimes. Well, here's the thing. AOC, thank God we have AOC. She has a wonderful idea of why crime is going up. Let's listen to what AOC has to say. The fact that people are at a level of economic desperation that we have not seen since the Great Recession. Maybe this has to do with the fact that people aren't paying their rent and are scared to pay their rent. And so they go out and they need to feed their child and they don't have money. So you maybe have to, they're put in a position where they feel like they either need to shoplift some bread or go hungry that night. Um, Maybe it's the fact that unemployment provisions have not been given to everyone. Maybe it's because of the fact that People have some people still haven't gotten their stimulus checks yet. So let's get an overview of what she just said. This idiot is actually blaming poverty, fear of homelessness, starvation, and the government for not being fast enough to give free money. 
that's what she's blaming. I mean, I don't know. I've seen a lot of video on Twitter. I've seen a lot of video on the news. It looks like these people just want shit. So I'm not exactly sure what she's blaming. But okay, maybe they killed that one-year-old baby because in New York because they just wanted bread. Okay, I mean, wow, but okay. But there's more. Bill de Blasio blames COVID-19. Sheila Jackson Lee blames the lack of gun control. Good luck with that one. A group on the left blames the police. Get this one for not showing up and doing something. Oh, yeah. And finally, the big thing, it's all racism. Here's the problem with the left blaming everything and everyone besides their shitty policies. And when one tries to blame race and turns out that most of the murders are within the same race of the people they're murdering, they need to shotgun a bunch of excuses and hope something sticks. This is what they're doing. They're shotgunning excuses. Oh, it's poverty. It's fear of homelessness. It's starvation. It's gun control. It's um, racism. It's the police not responding. They're shooting anything. They have no answers. And by the way, they've never had answers. That's what's really sad about the left. The Republicans came up with kind of a, let, let's have some police reform. And guess what happened? It was rejected by the Democrats. They don't have anything. This is why I like Trump. He says, this is fucked up. Then, this is how we are going to unfuck it. And then he unfucks it. That's what he does. That's what he does. And definitely kids are not going to be able to listen to this. And Republicans, he's got the balls to actually do some of that stuff. Republicans don't. Republicans have really shown their cowardice. It's getting kind of annoying. Do me a favor. Do something. Now, this week, an example of this was this week, Jeff Sessions lost his primary by a lot to another Republican. Great. You know something? Jeff Sessions didn't have the balls to say, I'm not going to recuse myself, even though legally he should have recused himself. But that's the problem. True Republicans like me, or libertarians, I'm more of a libertarian, we're going to get into that in the next section, we're tired of this shit. Do something about it. Be a man. Fight. What has Trump done? He has unleashed the federal government, the federal legal um, agencies to go take care of the worst hit places like Seattle, like Portland, like New York, Washington, D.C. These people are actually going out there in full camouflage and body armor, full frickin', fully frickin' armed, and they are walking out and they're just arresting people. And now these people are, the left is screaming, you can't do that, you're a fascist, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Trump is doing the right thing. He is unfucking things. This is a good thing. 
I don't know when people are going to learn. The left only cares about talking points and narratives. Black Lives Matter is a narrative. They are a Marxist organization. That's what it is. And they don't care about black lives. If a black person kills another black person, that, that's irrelevant. All this is only a trick so that they can get power from the people. And when they have their power, the left has their power, the real concern about the people will disappear. Hell, you see it now. Look at Los Angeles. Look at San Francisco. They don't care about the people. They don't care about the homeless and the drugs, druggies and the mentally ill. They don't care. <sighs> so crime is just going out the roof. 2020 is going to be an absolutely insane year. Books will be written about this for the next hundred years. But here's something that I really wanted to talk about, and this is more of a philosophical thing. I, and I think it's really important looking at the way things are today and looking at what Twitter presented to me this uh, this week. I, I think this is important. 10 to 15 years ago, there was a push by the LGB community to legalize marriage between gay people, lesbians and gay men. Now, in California, there was a law that we got to vote on that would define marriage between a man and a woman. Now, I was younger and dumber. And by the way, it was probably closer to, yeah, I don't know how long it was, but I was younger and dumber. And it had some misdirected issues with gays getting married. So, of course, I voted for the proposition, which was Proposition 8 in California. Of course, I live in California where voting for state and local laws is really irrelevant. And I think probably voting for federal laws is pretty irrelevant. I don't even vote in California anymore for local, state, or even any law. It, it's just, it doesn't work. I'm going to lose, so I don't care. Prop 8 passed by a huge margin, which means gay marriage was illegal. Um, the governor said it was unconstitutional. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals agreed. And the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage a few years later. So, if you wonder why I don't vote, there you go. But over the years, I wondered what my reasons were for being against gay marriage. Because I, I just really was conflicted about it. I came to the three following reasons. I don't like gays. It's against my Catholic faith. And homosexuality is not natural and should not be supported by the government. That was it. Upon Now, that sounds pretty serious, right? But upon careful introspection, because I'm not one of these guys that's just kind of a dick, those three reasons were not true when compared to my belief system. And as a matter of fact, one of them went completely against my belief system. One, I never disliked gays. In fact, during a debate, I was 
hurt when my friend told me she would not invite me to her wedding with her partner, my lesbian friend. It actually hurt my feelings. Two, my religion really was not an issue. I could not quote anything from the Bible, and gays would not be married in the church, mosques, or temples of the major religions, which made them only as made gay marriage only a civil union. So I don't know why that bothered me. And three. Isn't it hypocritical to believe that I'm embarrassed by? It's hypocritical. And I'm embarrassed by this. The government should not be telling anyone what they can and cannot do. I'm a libertarian. I just don't think the government has a right to say anything. And here's the thing. This was a tough thing for me. I could never win a debate about gay marriage. I've never won a debate on gay marriage. Ever. I always lost because I never really believed in the banishment of gay marriage. Now, normal and natural are two totally different things. Homosexual men will never have children unless a woman is involved. That is because homosexual men cannot have babies because it is unnatural for homosexual men to have sex and think they're going to procreate and have babies. Same thing with lesbian women. Period. It's a done deal. Normal is saying that one can be attracted to his own sex and it is what it is. Period. A civil union between two is not going to change what is normal and what is natural. Civil unions can become normal that doesn't mean that the procreation is natural. That's fine. I, I'm good with that. And that's a science thing. We'll get into that a little later. But my third point really bothers my true belief. It violates my true belief. The government should not tell people what they can and cannot do. I was actually being a dick to my own beliefs by saying no to, gay, uh, to a gay person who wants to marry someone of his or her own sex. Needless to say, being a hypocrite does not sit well. I thought about it and realized that was not, I, I really was not against gay marriage. It was that I was against the militancy of the LGB. And by the way, the LGB became the LGBT, the LGDB, the LGBTQ, and finally, the LGBTQ+, which we're going to talk about. I, am st I still am against the militancy of the LGBT. And the militancy is beginning to show, and it's getting worse. But I will not condemn those members who like members of the same sex. I will still support them because I believe that the spirit of the Constitution assumes that an individual has that level of freedom. Now, that's not exactly a textualist view of the Constitution, but it is a liberal, it is a libertarian view. So I'm going to just say I'm good with it. Instead, I'm going to focus on the LGD, 
LGBTQ plus militancy and the topics that really do bother me because I think those are important and I think those are the things I should have argued 15, 20 years ago. The first thing that bothers me is the war on religion. A few years ago, when the Supreme Court ruled that banning gay marriage was unconstitutional, however they came up with that, I believe it was Justice Scalia that asked the pro-gay marriage lawyer if this was going to lead to forcing religions to marry gay couples. He responded that he did not know. In other words, yeah, that's exactly what they were going to do. By attacking religion... Uh, by the way, attacking religion is a strategy of the left. It's not even necessarily an LGBT thing. I know a lot of gay people that are Catholics and love the Catholic religion. I know a lot of gay people that love conservative conservatism. But the left hates religion. The militancy I hate the most is the attack on regular people who own businesses and just want to live their lives based on their values and their faith. This attack, this attack and not the only one, by the way, came against the baker Jack Phillips in Colorado. He runs a wedding cake business. When he was approached by a gay couple to bake a wedding cake, he refused, but said they could buy any one of the pre-made cakes for their wedding. He didn't kick them out. He didn't say, you people are evil, blah, blah, blah. He didn't do pentagrams on their chests or anything. The poor bastard had to fight within the court system, almost losing his business for three years. He finally won in the Supreme Court. This is the shit I absolutely hate. This is completely unnecessary, and the media lied about it. The media never mentioned that Phillips would sell him a cake. It just not create a custom cake. They made him into 100% of a bigot. They did the same thing with VP uh, Mike Pence, especially with that little rat P. Buttigieg. Pence and his family are fundamental Christians. He does not believe in gay marriage, but never made a thing out of it, at least that I've ever heard of. But the attacks on him by the LGBT and Buttigieg have been brutal. They attacked his wife because she works at a fundamental Christian school as a kindergarten teacher. And that school required the teachers to follow specific moral values and lifestyles. And suddenly, Mike Pence is a bigot. Now, granted, back then, being called a bigot was kind of a thing, but not really. It's just like rape, being called a racist was kind of a thing, but not really. But whatever. But the goal of the LGBT is to get religion banned. And the goal of the left is to get religion banned. And one of the ways to do that is choke them out financially take away their tax-exempt status. This is wrong. It's really wrong. Since these people are nonprofits. My church was a nonprofit. They depended on their tax exemption. They depended on donations. I went to a Catholic church in a very good 
in a very good area. The left, the LGBT, they have to ban religion. Because religion will never promote what the LGBT wants. And what is it do they what is it they want? They want homosexuality to be nature. The LGBTQ plus whatever wants to confuse nature versus normal. Just because it is normal does not make it natural. The reason the Bible says a man shall not lay with another man is not because the writers of the Bible were gay-hating bigots. It's because the purpose of procreation is to have children. As a matter of fact, when you get married in the Catholic Church, I'm pretty sure it's the same in in the Jewish temple, is you're going to raise your children to be good Catholics or good Jews. It is the same reason the Bible said we shouldn't eat pork. Not because it's an evil sin, but because it's unhealthy. And we should be circumcised as men. Not because it's a sin not to be circumcised, because it's unhealthy not to be circumcised because of the bacteria accrual back then. It was health. Now, I love bacon, and women love men circumcised. So, I mean, we take that for a grain of salt. But that's one of the reasons. It was always concerned with nature. The Bible, the Torah, even the Koran were really concentrating on, on nature. They didn't care what was normal. Gay, went, uh, gay men and women cannot have children, period. Darwin, who the left always trotted out to dismiss, uh, dismiss religion, has proven this. Survival of the fittest, this survival of the fittest thing is about the species that can procreate and produce a bunch of kids and they will survive. This goes against gays, gay marriage. This goes against anything because two gay men could be stuck on an island for 50 years with all of the benefits of civilization and they're going to be dead in 70 years, 100 years. I could stick on an island 100 million gay men with everything that they need to make the perfect civilization, all the technology, everything, and in a hundred years, all hundred million gay men are going to be dead because they can't procreate. That is the problem with Darwin and gay rights. That is why the left has stopped referring to Darwin when they tried to disprove religion. Interesting, huh? But it's it's not just that. It goes beyond. There is a war on science and language by the LGBTQ plus and the left. What do I mean? Let's take a look at the growth of the movement. It used to be LGB. Lesbians, gays, and bisexuals. Then it went to LGBT. Lesbian, gays, bisexuals, transsexuals. Then it went to LGBTQ. 
lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transsexuals, and queers. Now, queers is a weird one, so we're not really sure what that means. The first four letters, yeah, we get all that. Now it is called LGBTQ+. Probably because no one will be able to remember what they call themselves if they keep adding the 64 different freaking pronouns that they request that people use. The LGBTQ plus is trying to create language by changing the definition of sex and gender. They want to believe that gender and sex are fluid. We are not male and female, but we can be what we want to be, which is obviously complete crap. If you want to be a man, if you are a man that likes other men, you are still a man, but not so for them. We need to use other pronouns or fear insulting that man. The big example is by changing the pronoun here, she, or to they. If I'm a bisexual or whatever, you should call me they and not he. This is the great lie. This is the great change. This is something we cannot tolerate. It is dangerous to tolerate this. When the LGBTQ plus are doing is now trying to change science through the acceptance of manipulated language. Today, they say that a man who says he is a woman is a woman. And more than one person has said it is scientifically proven simply by changing the language that has become normal. How? Because we call him her and that is accepted by society. That has become normal. Here's a newsflash. A he who becomes a she is not normal, and we cannot accept it as normal. And it's not true. And we're seeing this now. Men who say they are women have asked the American Medical Association to treat men as if they are women because those men think they are women. There will be lawsuits over this because doctors are, contrary to what everyone believes, the left always says how science, the left, the right, always ignores science. The reality is the innards of a man and the innards of a woman are completely different. So what's going to happen? I'm going to sit back and have my dick cut off and I'm going to claim I'm a woman. They're going to have to treat me as a woman and I don't have anything that's of a woman. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to cancer, possibly be close to death. I'm going to sue. This is insane. Men who say they are women want to compete in women's sports. There's a lawsuit in Connecticut that is fighting to stop transsexual men from competing in school sports. Language made the judge say in the case that the plaintiff could not refer to the defendants as men because they were scientifically proven that men can be women. Not because they're science, but because we changed the language 
to the point that it's science. It's insane. This is wrong. This is sick. This is an abomination. It's a lie. If someone wants to mutilate his genitals and call himself a woman, fine. I don't care. He has the freedom to do that. Whatever. Or she has the freedom to do that. I don't care. I will even call him a her out of respect if I'm having dinner. I'm pretty sure that these people, I'm not going to get, have a lot of dinners with those type of people. But when a group of people say I am a bigot, want to, they want me to lose my job and livelihood, or even put me in legal trouble because I will not buy this crap, that's where I have an issue. That's what's happening. It's already happening in Canada. It's already happening in Europe. This stuff is happening already. I won't do it either. The simple reason is things can get worse and I do not believe that we would end up normalizing perversion. I do not want to normalize perversion. Real perversion. But we're getting there. And in five years, I'm scared to death to see what's going to happen. So let's take a look at the embrace of perversion because I think we're already there. If you are older like me, you will remember that one was looked down upon as look was looked down on as a gay person. It was weird. It was perverse. That's what we thought back then. That was a long time ago. It was 50 years ago. Why would anyone want to do things like that to someone of their own sex? But the reality is homosexuality has been around forever. So it is not that bizarre. J. Edgar Hoover was gay and rumored to be a transvestite in the 50s and 60s. And it was accepted. This seemed to be an open secret. Dean Martin was gay. The guy from the Brady Bunch was gay. I, there were a lot of people that were gay in history. Let's take a look at other historical figures that were gay. Socrates was gay. Alexander the Great, Leonardo da Vinci, Michelangelo, Sally Ride, the Wykowski brothers from the Matrix fame. They are actually transsexuals. Oscar Wilde. And that's just to name a few. So homosexuality has never been something unheard of in our society. I will even go so far as to say that gay marriage probably had its movement started back in the 60s and 70s. This wasn't just something that was just really out there. And it wasn't something that was going to uh, stop. It was, it was going to happen. Um, but here's what I always feared. If you give a mouse a cookie, the mouse is going to want a glass of milk. And that's what ha- what's happening right now. The American Psychological Society took the mental illness called gender dysphoria disorder from the DSM-5, the Medical Encyclopedia for Psychologists. This has changed the scene for potential transgenders and opened up a whole new form of perversion I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. This has also changed our laws and the procedures for one changing their sex. Uh, Laws are in place that allow for a transgender person to go through counseling before they actually go through the deed. Now, and there's a reason it does that. 
um, they did this because suicide rates amongst transgenders is actually quite high because they realized they just did something. There's really no way of going back. And so they wanted to make sure that this individual was completely stable before he or she went through this surgery. Now they don't have to do that anymore. They, they're, of course, they're advised. It's something as simple as getting a vasectomy, you have to sign five billion pieces of paperwork because going back is just not that easy. Here, they don't have to do that. And that's weird. The other problem is um, children now do not have to, can make this decision. This is something, it's still being fought in the courts. A child, a prepubescent child now can determine whether he wants to be a boy or a girl. That's, I'm sorry, now we're going, now we're going into bad lands. Because basically, these little kids can, can uh, if their parents allow it, and now it's, it's, it's looking like even the parents don't have to be for it. It's almost considered a sin of the parents to stop a child from moving into a transgender world. The problem with it, once a prepubescent child starts, it's hard to go back. What was done is now it's supported the children can have hormone therapy to stop their puberty. How a child who, I mean, we, we don't let people drink until they're 21, drive until they're 16, vote until they're 18. How someone at 11 can make a decision like basically stopping one sex is essentially what it is. Well, the elimination of gender dysphoria disorder, which is said that a lot of kids go through, is now a problem because instead of treating a child with gender dis- disorder dysphoria, uh, dysphoria disorder, now they just, hey, let them be a transsexual. Sexualizing our kids is becoming a thing. Let's take a look at Desmond the Amazing. I've talked about him, the transsexual, transvestite, 11-year-old. He's actually done set a sex dance at a gay bar while having dollar bills tossed at him. Don't believe me? All you have to do is go on the internet, go to YouTube, type in Desmond is amazing and take a look at his YouTube channel. For some reason, YouTube will block some of my videos, but they don't block this just sick stuff. But this type of perversion is coming, becoming mainstream. Listen to Don Lemon who is a gay black man married to a gay white man, talk about pedophilia and actually have um, sympathy for pedophiles. During the Jerry Sandusky case is horrifying, but a CNN.com commentary raises a thought-provoking question. Should pedophiles be extended some measure of sympathy? Are we doing enough to identify and help pedophiles before they victimize our children. Dr. James Cantor wrote that commentary. He is a psychologist and a senior scientist at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto, and he joins us now. Doctor, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. I want to ask you something, and I know people are going to probably send me a lot of hate mail for this. I don't really take, I've never been one to take glee in anyone's demise, and when I saw Jerry Sandusky walk out in handcuffs, 
I did kind of feel a bit sorry for him, even though I know the jury found him to do some horrific things. It just, I was like, you know, his life is over. All of these young boys, it was terrible for them as well. There are no winners. In your piece, you say someone has no choice to be a pedophile, but someone can choose to not be a child molester. So explain that to us. Look, we have to understand very specifically that pedophilia is separate from child molestation. Pedophilia refers to the actual genuine underlying... It refers to the actual genuine underlying sexual interest. For some reason, and we haven't worked out the details yet, there are some people born with a genuine sexual interest in children. They didn't ask for that. Nobody asks to be a pedophile. That just seems to be the case for these people. But that's very different from child molestation, which is a choice. They can't control what they're attracted to, but they can control what they do with, uh, uh, with those attractions. So someone was born that way with to, and, and they can't help themselves, but that's not to make an excuse for their behavior. Exactly. I mean, uh, they're not responsible for what they're attracted to. They appear to be born with it. Uh, we know through a series of, uh, of brain studies, both from my research group and from other teams, that they're born with slightly different brain anatomy. Mm. And uh, the differences that they show are not the kinds of differences that emerge over a lifetime. Rather, they seem to be the kinds of differences where whatever the chain of events it is, that chain of events began before birth. It really had, it, it, uh, had nothing to do with any choice that they made. Just wow. Really? Is that where we're going? The television show South Park had an episode called NAMBLA. NAMBLA stands for North American Man-Boy Love Association. I looked, at, I looked this group up, and it does exist. They say that, they're, that, they say that pedophilia with little boys, men with little boys, is just another sexual choice. Just like... Um, just like being gay is, being bisexual is, being transgender. It's just another sexual option. This group actually did get into trouble for teaching men how to get little boys and not get arrested. They wanted this to be normal. They actually wanted to be added to the LGBTQ+, and who knows if they're not added. Supposedly they were rejected, but I, who knows what the plus means. Could this be mainstream soon? There's a man in Virginia who is suing to make incest legal. Incest legal. That is a person having sex with one of his kids. Remember what the governor of Virginia believes? that ba be Remember that the governor of G Virginia believes that babies who are born should be able to still be, quote, aborted, end quote. Which means you basically can kill babies because they're not human beings yet. This, could incest actually become mainstream? And when did we have so little respect for human life, so little respect for children? I, I don't understand. Here's the problem. Could all this stuff become mainstream? And the answer is yes. This is exactly why I was against gay marriage. This is what I exactly what I was afraid of. Give a mouse a cookie and it will want a glass of milk. I'm going to buy that book, by the way. It's a children's book. And I'm going to read it every day. Because that will remind me, okay, you know, be against this. Be against this. Come, come with a reason to be against something. And if the reason isn't necessarily 
I was never against gay marriage per se, but I was against where the LGBT was going. That's where I was, that was what I was against. And look at where they're going right now. Perversion is something that should never be accepted. But because we have not had the guts in the past, we have to deal with it now. Well, guess what? We have to deal with it now. This thing is going way beyond anything we thought could happen. You can that's it. You can follow me on Twitter at Run and Fool, R-U-N-N-I-N-F-E-W-L. You can download or listen to this podcast on Pod on uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and YouTube. Visit my website at www.dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you could read uh, the essay and take a look at whatever links I have and any graphics I might have. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.